When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's Wednesday afternoon. We're in Omaha, Brent Bloom. We've That's got, right. We've got a lot to talk about Take related over. to Omaha right now. Here it's today the Omaha pod- Podcast, literally. Yeah, this is the Omaha Podcast. We're getting ready for the, uh, for the invasion of Omaha. We're already here at, at Lumen Brewing. This is a pretty sick setup, man. We're going to have a pretty cool little event here tonight uh, once these players get here and, and get the fans in here. This is going to be pretty cool, I think. Pretty intimate little setup. Yeah, it's, this is great. So owned by an Iowa Stater and Dan Brulette, uh, class of 06. So he was around when C-Dub and I were there and uh, opened this thing, bought it during COVID, and then obviously the world ended. Yeah. But finally got this open this year. And if we can support a fellow cyclone while we're here in Omaha, uh, even better. And I, I can't wait. We're going to get some... Get to sample some of the the best of the best here. They they were just voted the best via Untapped the best beer in Nebraska. We're just south of downtown here uh, in a great little area, so can't wait. Can't wait to see everybody. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, man. And then uh, of course tomorrow night, we want to remind everybody too that we've got the the event down at the Ice House in Clarinda. Everybody in Southwest Iowa, we hope to to see come out, and I'm excited for that, man. I think we're gonna have a lot of people come through, and uh, obviously just to get to go back to Clarinda and do something cool for Clarinda, like that's just gonna be a lot of fun for me and Chris especially. Well, and it's not every day you could have literally four potential NFL players, right? Gonna be here tonight, and then also in Clarinda tomorrow night. And one potential first-rounder mm-hmm. in Will McDonald. And Anthony Johnson, Tavon Kyle, Isaiah Lee. All these are awesome dudes, have great Iowa State stories. And uh, can't wait to get the Cyclones to be able to interact with them. And it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. Well, and I was asked, too, during an interview, I want to – just something that I kind of wanted to clarify. I was asked during an interview before we were getting ready for that Clarinda event – like people aren't gonna have to like pay to come and get autographs no. or anything like nope. that. Like it's just show, Selfies. it's show up, yep. man. Get a selfie with the players. You can get an autograph. You can get, you know, all kinds of stuff. Just have a nice conversation with those guys uh, before they start getting ready for fall camp next week. And uh, I just wanted to reiterate that we got Chris Williams here now. He just brought us some beers. What's up, Chris? Real quick, this uh, Orange Julius. Yeah, Orange Julius. I, it might be the single best beer I've ever had in my life. Is this for me? No. Oh. I'm gonna have to go pour you one. Oh, okay. Holy cow! So you took a drink of the beer and then it, came over to yeah. tell us it was the best. You oh. didn't yeah. bring anybody else. It tastes one. like orange it's, juice. It tastes like an orange Julius. It does taste like an orange Julius, and it's a seltzer, so it's gluten free. That is freaking amazing. I got some orange juice. I got some vanilla vibes. All right, here. I'm gonna go finish setting up, and then I'll be back. Man, yeah, bring me time. one of those. I will. All right. Uh, okay. So besides five point four ABV, man, that's good. Besides our uh, events that we have here to talk about. Uh, I was playing pool last night at, at, out at an establishment in Des Moines. Uh, we didn't have time to do an a instant reaction emergency yeah, podcast to, to Omaha Baloo's announcement last night on ESPN that uh, he was committing to Iowa State and now the highest rated recruiting for our Iowa State history in the online recruiting services uh, era. I, I don't think it can be understated the impact of, the, of landing a commitment like this and obviously a competitive recruitment with for a guy who had a lot of different options and a lot of opportunities and for him to decide to stay home and play for Iowa State especially I think when 
he made the decision to leave Waukee and go and play prep school. It seemed at that time like a really long shot that Iowa State was going to even have a chance to be in the running. And for Iowa State yeah. to kind of come out on top of that one, I mean, huge. You had a lot of credit to TJ Otzelberger and his staff for what they were able to do in this one. Well, to think of where Iowa State was 16 months ago yeah. to now, and even the tumultuous offseason, right? I mean, Tyrese leaves in April, and you're like, oh, my gosh, where are we going to be? Can we compete in this world? And, yeah, Iowa State's actually now got, what, the third-ranked – Recruiting, recruiting class, class yeah. uh, behind Duke and Kentucky, and the blue bud, blue blue bloods, if you will. Yeah. But you know, I think overarching, just getting him is a big deal. It just reaffirms that Iowa State can maintain competitiveness in this in this whole new era. Additionally, he's a really good player. Yeah. Like, in a really good fit for Iowa in State. In a great fit. Like this guy, he plays so hard. I love the Bam out of bio comparison. I mean, clearly that guy's an all-star yeah. and has played in NBA Finals. Thank so. you, Connor. Uh, give, give that a sip. It's uh, it's the good stuff right there. But Holy cow. He, uh, Omaha. Oh, man, I might be in trouble. <laughs> 5.4, so take it easy on those guys. You're not drinking Bush what's Lights. A, what's a Bush Light? Four, bush eight? Light's about 4.2. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're, you're a little heavier. Um, but so you just the fit with, the, with Wamshilovich as well. Uh, I just think it's a it's a really great get and keeps Iowa State, you know, that upper half of the Big Twelve. And now it's like, man, who else can they add to this? Right. It's like, what's next? And right. It just proves why everybody bought in that new TJ is like, I don't know about the X's and O's. I don't know about where Iowa State's going to be from a realignment standpoint. What I do know is TJ can build and keep relationships, and that is that is proven, uh, especially this year. Without a doubt. And I just think when you look at this class now. The thing that I think is so impressive about TJ's staff and about the way that they go about their business and recruiting, you know, this is nothing – I don't want this to come off as it's like I'm a, making a dig at Steve Prohm or anything like sure. that because yeah. I don't – it's just – it's Different personalities. Dip, yeah, different strokes for different folks. Yep. Like people go about their business in different ways. The thing I got to give this staff credit for is that when they go into a recruiting period, whether that's high school or at, at the transfer point, they know, boom, these are our guys. This is who we're going after. And yep. the, that list does not waver a whole lot when you start that process. They're not going to Kansas City to watch people play AAU basketball and overreacting or in reacting and offering a kid that scored 40 points or whatever. You just happen to see him play at the right time. It's not one guy has gone and see this kid and like, okay, let's extend an offer to him. It's everybody's gone and watched these kids. Everybody has gone and built a relationship with these kids and has done their, their work to – you know, get it done. And it's a lot less reacting and it's a lot more uh, pushing your own way and making your own things happen. And I got to give them a lot of props for that because it just, the organization of the way they've gone about these things just proves to their ability to build relationships and how meaningful those things can be when it comes time for these kids to make decisions. Well, they, I mean, TJ got hired. One of his first calls was Omaha. Mm -hmm. I mean, knowing, okay, it's a pie in the sky probably. Mm -hmm. I mean, when, 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 when TJ got the job, to think that Omaha was top 10 at the time in this class, that Iowa State would even be a player in that. But then slowly, like, Omaha showed up a couple times to some non-conference games. You saw him hanging around. And then the comments started to grow. And then Iowa State gets into his top five. And it's like, wait a second. Why not Iowa State? Yeah. And, you know, TJ said when he got hired, you know, they're not necessarily going to target those top 10 kids. Like, this, don't count on this being somebody this every time. year. Yeah, yeah. But because of the factors that he, he grew up in Iowa, he had the relationship already, he understood what Ames is all about. It made sense, 
I think what the staff will do is they're only, to your point, they're only going to go after guys and spend a significant amount of time if they know they have a chance. Yeah. You know, this isn't a Czech Diallo situation or Rashad Vaughn where, yeah, they might be led along for right. a little bit, but uh, what is the realistic chance? I, I mean, I remember talking to those guys in December, and they're like, well, we're going to try. Right. Like, but, but, you know, if we keep at it, maybe. I mean, they, they didn't put all their eggs in their basket, but then they think as the time went on, they realized – we actually have something pretty good to sell here mm-hmm. that if his goal is to make the NBA, he can come in here, he can probably start right away, develop his skills. And as somebody put it to me recently, he doesn't even have to score when he's at Iowa State. He can rebound, defend, and be a finisher at the rim, and the NBA will find him. Yeah. So good for Omaha to realize that you know his skill set is what Iowa State can provide and vice versa. And I think it was a smart decision for everybody. Well, and I think you and I talked about this a little bit when we did the podcast after uh, Milan committed uh, a couple weeks ago on the, on Sunday night, but it was they complement each other because Omaha does not bring the polished offensive skill set. Right now, his offensive ability is crashing the glass. You know, when he gets a less athletic player, he can kind of drive by him and bully his way to the basket, and then he can catch and shoot threes a little bit. Yep. So it's like he's got a lot of room to grow. Like, you can see the potential for what he could be on that end, but there's a lot of room for him to grow. He is an elite high school defender. He might be the best high school defender in the country right now. And that's what I think is going to be so interesting is what happens for Iowa State defense when you Iowa State's defense when you add in these guys who are six foot seven, six foot eight that can guard all five positions, that can crash the glass, that can, you know, hopefully, you hope, make some plays on the offensive end as well. All of a sudden, Iowa State starts looking like a Texas Tech-type team. You know, one that can really compete with people and give people a lot of problems because of their versatility defensively. That's the kind of player he is. He's an anchor for your defense. And he's a smart defender, too. Like, that's what, when I went and watched him in Kansas City, that was the thing that jumped away, or jumped off at me. It's, this is guy, not a guy that's just out there playing like a, like a bowl in a china right. cabinet. Just jumping in yeah, blocking he's, shots. He's not just like a guy that is out there and it's like, man, this guy can really defend because he just creates havoc all the time. No, he's just really smart. And you can just tell that he really knows what he's doing. He can really see the ball off the rim. He is a guy that I think will thrive in TJ's system defensively to where if he comes in and does the things that he needs to do, could he be a lottery pick? Like, could he be a guy that is a one-and-done NBA player that's yep, going and could. being a top-ten pick? Like, I fully think that that's a possibility if he does the right things and can continue to develop. You know, obviously, we're a long way from that. But that's just got to give a lot of credit to him to, yeah. to win this recruiting battle at the end of the and day. And good for him to realize I got stuff to work on. Yeah. And I could probably go to Duke. I could go to Kentucky. I could go to Kansas. And Oregon or whatever. Wherever. Go play I in the G League. Like, go in the G I'm League. I'm sure he could have gone he to the G got, League. But I think that's an interesting conversation, though. The whole G League and the overtime elite thing. Like, when that stuff was all kind of starting, we were kind of sitting here thinking, man, what kind of impact is this going to have on college basketball? You know, just this week, you see two kids sign with overtime elite that signed contracts mm-hmm. that maintained their collegiate eligibility. Mm-hmm. These things, I think, in the end could make college basketball better because you're not going to get some of the guys who were, you know, you're not going to get a Jalen Green who was going to, who maybe was going to go to college. But, like, did you know if he was really even going to be able to make it in college or any of those kinds of things? It's good for him to just be able to go and play in the G League, you know. But, like, at the end of the day, you're going to get guys that want to be in college and want to, like, continue to expand their games. And I actually, you know, it's now me involved with the NIL scene. But I, I do think, actually, NIL will be good in a weird way for continuity. Yeah. If that makes sense. Once now, the infrastructure's in once place. Once it's in yeah. place. Yeah. Right now, it's a little bit of a wild west. I totally understand that. But I think, you know, as, as these programs 
everyone realizes that everything settles down a yeah. little bit and everyone develops their own program, I think players will say, okay, well, I could go X and make this amount or I can go here and make a little less, but I already like it here, mm-hmm. so why don't I just stay? Or and I think guys will be less likely, like we saw with the North Carolina kids this offseason, to declare early if they're not ready right. because they can, they can stay there. So I actually think the product, in a weird way, the NIL could make the product even better, and you won't have those guys that – you know, if you want to go to the pros, just go to the overtime elite and you're on your way. Right. But what you also saw this offseason, a couple of those guys that signed with the G League overtime elite did not make, did not get drafted. Right. And now they're up a creek. Right. Like, you have well, nothing. You got yeah. nothing left. They, right. they, they made their 75000 last year. Well, and then you see guys like Sharif O'Neal who couldn't even cut it at, at LSU, and like could he, not even get on the floor. Yeah, and, you know, and now name. he's signing a seven-figure deal or whatever yeah, with the G League Ignite. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get like why you're trying to go and do that, but I just don't think you can turn down the pageantry of college basketball. Like At the end of the day, these kids still grow up wanting to play and, college ball. And, and that's it, where the Iowa State fans, the atmosphere yeah. was key for Omaha. Yeah. If, if that kid's from somewhere else, I, Iowa State probably isn't in, in the conversation. But he grew up around Iowa State in the glory days, yeah. if you will, understood it, and, then, and took pride in being from Iowa, which is really cool. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. And if he's here for a year, great. It means he, he proved himself really well, and Iowa State's going to be successful. But I think he's, a, he's an instant impact guy just with his athleticism alone. Is Brent Bloom now going to be a mainstay Back at Waukee High School basketball games <laughs> this winter, you got to get back to the old stomping grounds. He's, you know, he's got to come back now that he's got to repeat. He last I, time he played Iowa I'm, High School basketball, he's a state champ. I'm going to throw this out there. I bet Omaha makes the Waukee High School Hall of Fame before me. I would say that that's I probably. probably I think his bet. Hall of Fame case was probably little, already little pretty good before. Than the uh, sixth guy on the varsity golf team yeah. in O two. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, man, that's going to be a real crosstown rivalry between him and them and uh, Joaquin Northwest, Northwest with, with the uh, Sanford. Yeah, kid. With, with Sanford. Yeah, yeah. man, that's going to be that'll hey, be interesting. And Joaquin's just uh, traditional powers now. Yeah. Well, that's, then that's they've that's got uh, Brent Curvey's kid too. Yep, so you, that's you, right. You're gonna have to be all over that's, it. Man. Yeah, I, I should go. I don't. You know, Joaquin's grown anyway. That's that's another subject, but it's it's gotten a lot bigger than my day. I went to Waukee because I could play. And you I didn't even, even play? I, well, no, I played a little bit. They didn't need a whole lot of five, six shooting guards that don't play defense, though. Uh, that's fair. You know, I could have played at Clorinda for sure. Hey, get the hell out of here. You wouldn't have. You, I could have played at Clorinda Chris, could, sure. Bloom, could, could Bloom have played for B.J. Windhorst at Clorinda? Iowa no. High School legend B.J. Windhorst. No. I, I mean, I mean, I've played with you, Bloom. It's like, shoot or shoot. Like, if you can make threes, you can play anywhere. Shoot or shoot. You heard it here. Shoot or shoot. How many of these uh, Orange Julius? Do you know there's alcohol in them? By the end of the night, I'm Steph Curry, everybody. I'm going to drink like 40 these of these. Are, these are. Can you this, imagine? Hold on. It's but seriously, unbelievable. Tailgate lots, Saturday morning with one of these guys. This reminds me of. Uh, Could you imagine just like on a regular Tuesday? Jeez. Oh, do, do, do you remember the beer that we did? Super, at, uh, super, hey, girls, bring that an orange super juice. Super crushable. Holy mackerel. Well, Omaha! When you can't get a hold of me on a Tuesday morning, you know what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> sipping on the on the Really, really, but really. No, I'm going so to get me, one of these to go. I just drank beer out of the cake, like the thing in the back. There's one that they're letting like go just, tomorrow. It's a peach apricot vanilla sour. Oh, that's right up your It alley. was really freaking good. It was really freaking good. Welcome to uh, Omaha, everybody. Yeah, we're having a good time Omaha here in Omaha. Day. Omaha! Chris, what do you think of uh, Omaha Blue's commitment to Iowa State? It makes me very happy. Yeah. So I actually heard 
over the weekend that he was so good at Peach Jam. I heard you guys talking about this while I was setting up. That he was so good there that basically, and Bloom, I, I will give you credit. You said this a month ago. Thank you. I'm just, I'm, thank you for reminding everybody. But that he just has to show competence on the offensive That's end it. and he will be a lottery pick. Uh, he was so good at Peach Jam. I mean, I, I heard from scouting friends that I know that it it's really a don't screw it up type mm-hmm. thing for Omaha, his intensity. And, th- and that's the thing, too, when you, when you kind of know that, right, because people in that camp, I'm, I'm sure, are familiar with his stock. You are kind of at the point where you don't really need to chase like a big NIL deal. Correct. Because if all goes to plan, you're going to get that huge payday. So yep. you go to the best fit where – They're going to take care of you. And he's going to have more opportunities to have the ball in his hands at Iowa State than he would at Duke. Mm-hmm. You know, well, so – And that's great. So great point. So his big, biggest risk would be if he went to a blue blood and didn't play. Like a Czech Diallo situation. Yep, Iowa because, State fans will remember that name. Because if you don't play, then everyone's like, well, what the hell? Yeah. You know, what's going on? Where I think he knows – he goes to Iowa State – He's going to be a guy. They're going to take care of him. They're going to showcase him in the right way. Where if you go to Duke, who has three other four or five stars, uh, and you don't play. Now, I think he would play. I think he's good enough to play anywhere. Yeah. But, but but that is like the one thing that could could question his stock at this point. And I, at Iowa State, so here's what's going to happen. He's going to be a McDonald's All-American here in yeah. uh, seven months. The second ever McDonald's All-American to go to Iowa State. The other was Marcus Pfizer. He's going to show up as a top 15 projected draft pick next year. Like, all these things. And at Iowa State, it's just, you know, stay the course. Stay on the runway. And I think he's going to be just fine. We just need Omaha to have, come in, have one really great year, and then the Indiana Pacers draft him because they're going to suck for the next couple of years. And then Omaha and, and Tyrese Halbert oh. can team Imagine up. Because the lobs. We, we need to get Tyrese some, some yeah, homies some out there in Indiana. Did you see man. he was tweeting at Omaha? Was he? So I, I, I saw Monte. I saw Monte. Yeah, too, Monte yeah. Tyrese both did. So did George. Yeah. Man, welcome to the family. Yeah, NBA Cyclones. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a huge, huge recruiting win. win. Like, I mean, I remember when, when TJ got the job, that was one of the first questions. Is, you know, you at, you're, you're sitting there, like, can, is this even a possibility? It was him and Tame and Lipsy, mm-hmm. you know, if yeah, you remember correctly. Because yep. I guess we all kind of thought he'd go play for Fred. It, yeah. You know, at that time, I didn't think he would play for the prom staff. And... It, the Omaha thing seemed so far-fetched, it was almost laughable at that point in time. And, yeah. and here we are. Well, I mean, they hadn't even offered him. Well, they didn't, they didn't want to offer him be like, well. Yeah. yeah. They had He's no chance. Come. Yeah. They had no, no he, chance. He, he wasn't going to come. And yeah, you know, and without having spent a ton of time with Omaha, you, you, do, you do wonder how that run to the Sweet 16 impacts things. But, you know. It, it was kind of a joke for a long time, but there's that picture of Otz all buffed up yeah. with his arms yes. crossed. Yeah. And yep. it turned into it, a meme. Well, it does mean something, though, because there's that – we always talk about TJ and relationships and whatnot, and clearly Omaha could have gotten paid in, you know, with the G League and all yeah. the different options and stuff out there, but it was relationships that won out. Reminds me of – what J.R. Blount was telling me in the podcast last week when he talked about that. But, yeah, what a what a coup. And, and I think you guys would know better. I well, mean, it's guaranteed to be a top five class, right? Well, no, not not so guaranteed. It'd probably be like numbers, top 15. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
It'll be top 15 for sure. Yeah. But just because of the way it depends the on algorithm how the, works, yeah. if they only have three guys, and if they get a fourth, it'll add to it. It would depend, so, on, it so, would depend too, like if Milan becomes a five-star, which yeah, I think is not it. completely outside the realm of possibility. Because I, I, I think, think the more people that see him and see his game, they're going to see how college-ready he is. Yeah. And that's going to make a significant difference. This is the best beer I've ever drank in my life. This orange Julius. It's, it's really it's, good, it, dude. It's right up your alley. It's really good. I'm saying good. like tailgating, 11 a.m. game, pound a couple of those. Are, are we, are, as I would say, done recruiting? If, you would, if I would give this to my seven-year-old, do you think she would know it's beer? No. No, because I'm not she's never going, had beer before. I'm not going to. Okay, it's just, uh, or my wife. A, same thing. Well, I like it. Mm, my wife she, it's got a little. It's got a little. I don't think she would. It's got a little I think edge if you to told it. someone it was like a, a like vanilla orange juice, you could then probably maybe. convince yeah, them. Yeah, because there's a little bit. It's an orange Julius. Yeah. You could throw a little ice in there and like mix it up and make it into how, like how a lucky whole are the sixty dude. people that are going to be here tonight? <laughs> uh, pretty lucky. Exclusive man. ticket. Yeah, it's a lucky group of people. <laughs> what are you most excited about for going to Clarinda tomorrow? Man, the Clarinda trip stresses me out. To be honest with you, I uh, I just feel a lot of pressure to put on a really good show down there. Yeah, that I know Omaha is going to kick ass because we have all these like it's signed up, like we sold out in yeah fifteen hours or whatever it was. Like the Clarinda deal, it's just a different type of crowd, and you don't want to, you know. I bet we are going to have people that we would never expect to be there. Oh, they'll be Nebraska fans, Iowa, they, yeah, because it's a big event in Clarinda. They know that Chris Williams and Jared Stansberry are coming back. It's going to be in the Clarinda Herald Journal tomorrow. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of people who couldn't get tickets here that are heading down to Clarinda yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, so. it should be a good time. And we're we're going to go to the Glenn Miller Museum, right? I hope so. I'd like to Will McDonald the. Sack. You think if we showed up, if, if we showed up there and we said, sack "Hey, this propaganda. is this is the all-time leader leading sack man in Iowa State history," can can we get a free tour of the Glenn Miller Birthplace Society? I, I guarantee they would. Hey, there's the boys right there. I see Steve Kemp with uh, Tavon and Anthony. Oh man, just pulling just checking right it out. out. Just checking it out. <laughs> All right, are we good? Yeah, I'm good. That's we'll going to be a fun. great event. It's going to be a great event. hope everybody uh, can make it down to Clarinda tomorrow night if you're not going to be with us in Omaha. But uh, either way, it's uh, going to be a two really good days, and uh, we're really excited. Thanks, Bloom, for taking the time. Hey. Go have about 50 more of those beers. I'm going to keep it straight, but this uh, these are very, very good. And honestly, if you're in the area, stop, support our guy Dan, though. Yeah. So he went he went above and beyond for us here tonight. The beer is excellent. Again, the, the top rated on Untapped in, in Nebraska. And uh, he sells crowlers to go. It's not a big place, but uh, if you could support him, uh, supporting another cyclone is always a good deal. Absolutely. That's Lumen Brewing here in Omaha. What do you say this is? Little Bohemia? Little Bohemia, just south of downtown. Yeah, just south of downtown here uh, in Omaha on 13th Street. All right, we'll talk to everybody. I think we're going to do another podcast tomorrow on Clarinda, but we'll talk to everybody again soon here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Peace. Cheers.